You're listening to the Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Oh my goodness, this episode is really full circle for me because Hannah is one of the first moms I ever Mm -hmm. interviewed for our mom to mom stories like almost two years ago with all the babies. She she's fantastic, and the um, the stories she is sharing here are really interesting. How she got to the point she's at now, how her church has influenced um, and given her community, and um, also I really I mean I know her because she she has a daughter, Mabi. Um, you might recognize her in some of our photo shoots. She's the cutest. Yeah, she's the the most fascinating child I think I've ever met so calm mm. so direct yes. but she really and is communicative her, yes and she's really her own person which we talk about in this episode a little mm. bit but um, Hannah really does such an amazing job with letting Mobby be who she is and um, I think we could all learn from that if we have future kids with with everyone really in our totally. lives like even adults A hundred percent. And it was just really powerful talking to her because over two years ago when I talked to her, she went by a different name and now she's pregnant and kind of just like having this full rebirth and in all the ways. And it, and she, she touches on that too. And it's just really profound and beautiful. And she's so deep and intuitive. And I think her story too is so inspiring and, and, connect I'm always saying inspiring but it's true all the people we talk to are just epic can't get enough anything else Yola I mean I think everyone should just um listen keep listening to this and they'll um understand what we're going on about and you'll be changed too so enjoy here is Hannah Catlett we are here with Rondi. Oh, my name changed. Oh my god. Did I tell you about it? No. What? Because I keep forgetting. My name is now Hannah. We are here with Hannah. Yeah. It means okay. grace. So that's Do you like legally changed your name? Yeah. Oh. It was a whole process. What? What's the reason for it? Yes. Um, since I was seven, I remember asking my it's just like this innate knowing, right? But since mm. I was seven, I was very like aware that names should carry meaning. Mm. And I remember asking my mom, so who named me? She said, you're my mother, which is my grandmother, her mom. And I went to her and I was like, why'd you name me? Roshana, right? My legal name, my old name. And she's <laughs> like, well, the neighbor's daughter, I thought it was a nice name. We were name. And, we, and they just changed the spelling. They put a U instead of a W. And I remember just feeling like, well, mm. that's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you heard it somewhere and it was just it was never my name. So I just would was always waiting for the moment when I got my name and and again prophesied again like this is that I waited until I was 33 I received that name and I did not wait I said it was hard because you got to let go of a lot that comes with that old name but I was like yeah Roshana can die Rondi's always been my nickname and Hannah can come through because I know she's got the money. She's got the freedom, the peace, and the joy. She's got all of it. So I, I ran and I was like, finally, I know 
I end on my name. So that's, that's so, so gorgeous. Yeah, it's so interesting because the guest we had say. previously also felt very unconnected to her name, guess and we then had, like two days ago. Yeah, and she goes by a different name now too, completely wow. different. And she like explained that her mom changed her name legally against like her father's wishes when she was a child. So she always was like, "Why do I feel so unconnected?" And then she found that out, and she was like. Okay. That is crazy. Yeah. I know. I, know. Yeah. I even have the chills, like yeah. the connection to all of this. Wow. Mm. How did you hear, like, you're saying that it, the name came to you. What What, what do you mean? It was prophesied. Yeah, um, so like, and, and I talk about that very, like, carefully because some people are like, oh, prophets, whatever. That stuff is fake. <laughs> but anything for me, goes here. <laughs> but yeah. for me, it's been very real since I got to California. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, um, I don't consider myself religious. I don't believe in rules and mm. you have to do this. And uh, totally. I believe that there is God and he loves all. And um, as long as you truly want to get to know this being that you can Mm. Um, so coming into this world of like church, you can, you can never get me to go to church, right? Church was like <laughs> church. Yeah, I feel that. Since I was in college, church, even coming to LA, I, how, how did I end up in church? Who knows? I don't know. But I was mm. there and I never left. It's been like 10 years. In LA, church is a scene too. Everyone dresses like, you're like, whoa, you look hot. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> oh my right? God. My, so my roommate's uh, very Catholic and yeah. I go to church with her sometimes and she's always like, why does everyone go to church dressed like they're going to a party? <laughs> like, how does this make this make sense? Because in Germany, it's like very very everyone's like in turtlenecks like legs are covered yes and here it's like people just go however however they want and i love it and when i first experienced that because i think the most i the most i've experienced before coming here was my um grandma was seven day adventist and my mom would just take us to church if there was a funeral (laughs) like so so there was never really like church church but it would always be very conservative and right. you sing a song you get up yeah. you sit down you get up you sit down and you're just like get me out of here right so then um coming here where everyone was just dressed the way they wanted to and they were expressing mm. themselves i just felt like oh this is cool and then the music was great and then like you saw people just free and expressing themselves they're singing they're crying and i was just like what is this place if this is church, I can do it. And it's where I found my true self. And it's where I found the most freedom. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been an easy journey. Because once you start discovering things about yourself that aren't necessarily good, that usually come from your childhood. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of things, right? Even still now, this week, it's like, man, that's still there. Like dad issues, mom issues, things that were said to you, like... Mm. that's still there right still operating and my goal is let me clear it out let me acknowledge it as as painful as it may be let me acknowledge it do the work that's necessary to heal so that hamabi doesn't have to like that naturally will pass on to your child if you don't take care of it yeah and she's too young fresh and new like she's a new vessel why give that to her Mm. i only want to give her the good things so that's part of the goal of like now is like clearing out all the old junk and church is a a big big help how the name like uh i was prophesied to me like i want you to change your name to hannah because of this shortly after that right and hannah in the bible couldn't have a child she prayed and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed but she made a pact and she said 
if you give me a child, I will dedicate him to you and he will, you know, do your works, right? Shortly after, it was a whole year trying to have a baby. Couldn't have a baby. Not working. We're just like, how I became like that? What's going on here? So it was a whole year. And I remember praying that prayer. And I'm like, this prophet, he knew he saw what was going to happen. And then got pregnant. Um, six weeks later, miscarriage, right? And that was kind of like, okay. Because one thing I know for sure is I've watched my aunt and a few people like raise kids that were sick or, you know, they just, uh, whether they were autistic or they had brain damage, like just a lot of things. And it's very difficult to raise a child in general, but a child that is not at its optimal, you know, health is even more difficult. And I'm like, if that's, you know, the reason, right. And it was a non-viable embryo and it dismissed itself. And I saw it, it was like a little, little tiny little embryo. It was very painful at six weeks. So like women at eight, months like i was like if this hurts this bad i cannot imagine Mm. Um, when when the baby's more grown so it gave me this compassion and this understanding for women that go through miscarriages at later stages and i'm like oh my gosh that wasn't it wasn't fun and that was like the worst part of it is just you have to pass that embryo and it's this tiny yeah so if it felt like that at six weeks i'm like women are strong (laughs) and none of like the hormones that are attached to giving birth to an alive child Mm -hmm. probably right yeah so so it took a while for like that um that hcg that was still in my system Mm. it took a while for it maybe i'm gonna say about a week more for that to actually leave because then i remember just all of a sudden you just don't feel pregnant anymore it's that quick like you'll be pregnant you'll feel all the hormones like breasts would be like more more full and firm just everything with pregnancy and then when it leaves it takes everything with it so then it was a matter of like resting for like a month yeah and then trying again and then i was like well okay i think i'm ready and then two months later and now four months later now i'm like okay I'll be given the grace just like I was given for Hamabi. And it is actually, um, Hamabi's been very like, when's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? And I'm like, girl. I think what I'm holding on to the most that is so special, I think, is that you're bringing a new baby, a new identity into the world. And you yourself are a new identity. And And that's really powerful. Oh my gosh, with Hamabi, it was like what is going on with me right and there is deliverance I believe in that and babies bring deliverance right and I was free from the fact that girl you need to work on communication you don't Mm. even know how to say help you need people are in there willing to help you don't even know how to say help you Mm. you're prideful so hard so so prideful and then the um stuff with my dad again right so then I had to call him and there was a few things and I have I have another conversation to have with him very soon and there was just all these things coming up a lot of emotions and Mm. I know they say it's like hormones and it was that but it was also a lot of spiritual things that were just being highlighted and I'm like oh my god this is a lot I don't want to deal with it but I know I have to because this baby is so beautiful and you're fresh I gotta deal with this stuff and then you know this stuff has been 
living in me for yeah. such a long time, right? The body holds it, and that's what we talk about. And that's why it, it is so important to do this work, because you can really pass that on mm-hmm. to your baby you in can. your body subconsciously. You can. And it's just so, I mean, we keep talking about this, but the constant theme that we're getting in these episodes is absolutely connected to generational childhood trauma and unlearning that trauma mm. and and we're not even doing this on purpose like almost every time everyone almost brings it every up. time and it's like yeah that is crazy one it's so incredibly inspiring to see everyone aware of that yeah. and to be doing the conscious work yes. to change that yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that i feel like is the most inspiring thing is yeah. that everyone that we talk to has had trauma but they're all working on it and often because of their kids yeah yeah which is so healing and that's it's what like, i'm saying they bring deliver they will deliver you from those things that you had no idea were still operating and then with this baby it's just been like crying crying but i feel like it's also like you said i'm being birth right just change my name yeah so you change your name so this whole connection is being it's a metaphor birth and it's just like oh my gosh and i'm just not one that was really um raised in a home where like emotions or communication was mm. a thing it's kind of like things happen and you never talk about it right. and you move on and you pretend like you're fine <laughs> so yeah. now i'm being forced to be connected to my emotions and digging okay i feel really sad right now let's go deeper why Mm. and don't be afraid to say what it is just say what it is no matter how stupid you think it is and say it and then okay so this is how you feel but why and then you keep asking why and then you'll find yourself going all the way back to a childhood memory you're just like really that time it's so it's, it's so funny <laughs> to me because I think also I'm just like going through it in my own head right now but the reason why I think a lot of people only start when they have kids is because up until that point all the experiences that you've had are just your ex- experience it's like you anyone. it's not like you were in a I mean a car crash you can be like oh that was the moment right. I had the trauma but right. with if you have trauma from your childhood or general upbringing, yeah. then where do you even pinpoint that something happened? So for you, it's completely normal. Yeah, like why, exactly. why do you have to deal with it if it's like completely normal? Exactly. But when you look at someone that hasn't had that and you look at yourself and you're like, whoa, yeah. I don't want that to transfer. That's when you start working on yourself because yeah. now it's not about Just, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is so good because now that can affect another life and that is so good that's such a great point like it's just with you you're used to it you know how to function in it and get by and it's already happened to you Mm -hmm. and you kind of it's easy to just be like this function in the chaos (laughs) put it in a cabinet and shut the thing i don't have to ever look at it though it's wrecking my life and it's just like okay when are we all gonna And, and it's and i think if like I purpose for Hamabi to grow up in a household where ex- self-expression, communication, mm. that stuff is mm. normal. And, you know, even now if she's sad, like yesterday I picked her up from school and she's angry. And I'm like, this, it, I just have never greeted her like that. I'm like, well, did you not take your nap? And she says no. And I think what it was, she was waiting for her gummy bear song to come on because the teacher plays like music, they'll run around. And I think I showed up 
at the time that it came on and she was really really like upset and sad and she's crying then she starts to like run and then this other kid starts chasing her he thinks that she's playing and she breaks down and she's crying and i'm just like Mm. what's happening here but i'm like okay just let her calm down let her cry pick her up and then when we're in the car we can talk about it and i'm like is there anything you know you want to tell mommy about what happened in school because i don't play with schools i'm always checking to see what happened today you know let me know because um so she was like no i was like is it because you didn't get to listen to your song and she's like yeah i was like well can we play it when we get home she's like yeah and we played it when she got home and then she was happy and she ate whipped cream and strawberries one of her favorite (laughs) snacks and then she was happy but you you like listen to her and you gave her the chance to like that's also the thing like i think a lot of people don't take it seriously when their kids are feeling some type of way it's like especially past generations it's like yeah kids do their own thing adults do their own thing but hamami now feels like when she tells you something you hear it and take her seriously and help her and give her a solution yeah because we don't just cry yeah we don't just complain how do we actually yeah. make it better, right? Yes, she's a child, but she's also her own being. Yeah. And I'm so glad, like, because I just wasn't raised that way. So I'm just like, it has to be God that <laughs> gives me this, like, awareness of that different way. Right. And then when you start reading things about Montessori and how Maria Montessori thought that kids are actually very intelligent and they're their own being. And you you make them independent by allowing them to do the things that a lot of people think they can't do. Like, Hamabi, if you send her to go change the trash can bag out, she'll do the trash can, put it in, fold it over, put the top on. Like, there's nothing in the house, really, that she can't do. And if she asks for help, it's because she just wants me to help. But she really can do anything she thinks she can do. And I just love that I've I've come across this (laughs) way of raising kids, you know, because they she's not just a three-year-old she's gonna be a grown adult that's gonna affect other people yeah so you have to be very mindful of what you teach them now we are so grateful to be sponsored by let's get checked let's get checked is the perfect thing for all of our listeners especially considering all of the topics we've had around hormones, you know, PCOS, finding out if you're able to get pregnant, what you're allergic to. We've had so many different chats with moms, moms-to-be, women, and just people in general around wanting to know what's going on. And Let's Get Checked is the perfect place to start. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. It's so simple. You just order a testing kit and that'll be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Then you do your sample. Once your sample arrives in their lab, you have your confidential results within two to five days. Plus, these results are reviewed by a clinician and you're also called to, you know, go over your results. It's incredible. We really think that our listeners will get so much out of Let's Get Checked and all of the incredible different array of tests that they provide. So if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com slash allthebabies and get 25% off your test using code allthebabies at checkout. We know you're going to love it. This 
episode is really full circle and really crazy. crazy for me because I think that you were one of the first moms I ever interviewed, if not the first, for our mom-to-mom stories at your downtown apartment. Hamabi was like six months. I photographed her in our only two colors, pine and cashew. Oh my God, how did you say it like that? What? I know. And we had this really powerful conversation. I was like recording you play music to her. And now you're sitting here in our office in in Burbank in our new HQ and you're sitting here with a new baby in your belly with a new name yeah and I'm just like I don't know I feel like it's all it's almost like really in a way healing to me to be in this space with you because all my mission in starting all the babies was Mm -hmm. to like grow with your baby that's our give back that's our mission and to grow with these families in our community and with growth comes growing pains like every time and i just want to like take me there there is let's go there (laughs) i think we're all in this state of growing pains in a really real way yeah and so i really want to kind of go from because you are so wise too in your Mm. words and in your energy and in Mm. your like calmness and i just want to go go back to like how you grew with Hamabi mm-hmm. versus how you feel like you're growing now mm-hmm. versus that process. Because I just think it is so helpful to oh listeners, God. to moms, to women who, like us who aren't moms, to anyone who's just going through even trauma yeah. and like dealing with life when life throws yeah. you all the things. Yeah. And what so, I love about you all is you are getting such vital information oh, oh my god <laughs> it's cha- it's made us it's changed like because here is where like in the mind is your mindset that is truly what needs to be prepared for motherhood and mm-hmm. what you guys are getting from like all these different women and these parents it's yeah. like what like i always say you guys are gonna be bomb.com moms because <laughs> put it on the shirt or something but it's gonna like you guys because you you're gonna be aware mm. and when you're aware of certain information you don't meet it with such resistance because you you know if you're not aware of certain things you're gonna be like no i don't want that this is bit you know you're you guys are getting such a great scope of the truth of motherhood and what it takes to raise human beings but since you know, and and I met um I met you in Glossier in, yeah. in the store. Oh my god, God! I need to tell that story randomly, right? Okay. I fully forgot. Yeah, so, you've told me that story. I think it's crazy. I was when, and that's crazy because that's where me and Yola met crazy. each other. That she was my manager, but yeah. we were. I was an editor, and I was in my little jumpsuit. Yeah, and walked so in, cute. <laughs> and we were just like, it was it like was so like. I don't even know what Electric. we said. I don't even know, but it was like, you were my best friend. And I remember crazy. looking, oh, you were pregnant. You were pregnant with Hamabi. And I had the idea for all the babies. And I started telling you the idea. And I remember being like, I'm at, I'm at my place of work. Like, I should not be talking about another idea, but I feel really called to like speak this. I need oh to just my grow my confidence in yeah, this idea. Yeah. And you were like, call me. When it's, I was like, it is to Aww. me. To and then me, I did. It was like. I got your number. I think I gave you a lip balm or yeah. something. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's crazy. so glossy. That's crazy. And, and it was something about you that was just pretty sure of yourself, right? Because one thing I love about you, Jenny, is you're pretty sure about yourself. <laughs> and you're younger, but you're just like, 
yeah, this is this is me and I'm not perfect, but this is where I'm at. This is me, right? And I'm 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 willing to learn, right? Totally. So and to and, fuck up. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having and, to face that right now. And and it's it's like you're saying it's part of growing pains. Mm. And I've come to learn that if we don't do those things, then how do we actually learn, right? And we've been taught that mess ups are bad. But it's like, no, but how do you actually give anyone anything if you don't mess up? Like, it is vital information mm. when you mess up, right? Mm. No matter how much research you do, no matter how much you think you're going yeah. the right way, these obstacles that seem to be obstacles at first, they're going to they're gonna help, right? And they're going to benefit someone else. So I'm so glad that I look at that differently now because it was just like, oh, you know, being hard on myself or blaming myself for things and it's just not it doesn't serve me so I've, I've just let that go and it's like okay I'm gonna mess up sometimes and if how do I deal with that am I gonna get back on track I'm gonna deal with it I'm gonna feel the pain I might cry and, and I'll process it but then let's get back on track because if you stay there then you're not helping anything but going back to meeting you and then hearing about this idea I just have a gift of knowing when something is a good idea and when it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that is spiritual that I have. And when I, and even when I started seeing, No, like, you and your husband. Wait, cause, always cause, been like. Because Will, he was like, look, <laughs> wait till I. I need to, I need to remember He's like, that. look, wait till the, wait till I got to wait. Jenny don't know. He's, he's, he loves it so much. But yeah, we, we, we see, we see it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not often we have a lot of businesses out here, but we see, and then it has such a deep, rooted important purpose right Mm -hmm. so it'll always work no matter what you think no matter how it looks like it's going it'll always work because the purpose in purpose is children parenthood and teaching if anything it is a a a learning a place of learning and a place of expression a place of freedom right Mm -hmm. so it's important and god is going to make that thing go be like you have no idea and it might not look like that right now but it definitely is what it's going to be or else i wouldn't be here right i wouldn't be in this in this chair sitting here so back to your question about yeah process and how I've grown and even the catalyst of that Mm -hmm. I think um the in the beginning even when you met me it was just a realization of I'm a mom great but what's required of me mentally physically emotionally this is madness Mm. and who wants to do this more than once right <laughs> this is hell it was so horrible for me and i didn't know how to sugarcoat it so then when i would in what ways was it horrible for you just the amount of sacrifice yeah. like because i think this is important to hear because mm-hmm. i think that a lot of us naturally as women feel shame around admitting no, sacrifice no. or admitting that like i'm losing a sense of myself yes you know and, and that's exactly what's happening you're I think losing it's a, you are a part of you. My friend came over and she are, she already had two by the time because um, her second is the same as Hamabi. And she said, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. You, when you birth a baby, you're also mourning. You're having a yeah. funeral. A funeral is taking place because you're mourning your old self. Yeah. And now you're literally transformed into a new person. And you don't really know that person that well yet. You You are getting to know this new you. Not that you're completely lost into motherhood but you are in a new role Mm. and you probably haven't been here before there's just some things that you 
don't know how to do and it can be very uncomfortable it can be mm. very scary and you do need a lot of help and if you're not good at asking for help it's going to be difficult and for me that was just like I didn't realize how much of a busybody I was I want to get up I want to do I want to uh, uh, uh. but when you because I had an episiotomy and that's when they cut the cer- the cervical opening so the baby can come out because she had a nuchal hand which is when the hand is pressed up against the cheek and this is how she's in the belly and she won't so I'm pushing and this is like the cervix and she won't come out so they had to just cut 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 and I felt every snip because it was natural I felt every cut 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 and then I still had to push on top of that and my midwife is like Roshana push your baby and I'm like and she slides out right and I'm just like right so they put her on me and I'm just in pain I can't even enjoy the fact that you know you know the moment you see on Mm. on social media where it's like like, no I'm in pain that was horrible I'm glad you're alive but girl that was horrible and I will never do this again like all kinds of stuff is going through my head at the moment that I'm supposed to be enjoying the fact that my baby's safe she's alive she made it. I made it. And it's just like, yeah, I can't focus on that. This hurts like hell. That was horrible. And I just didn't expect it to go that way. But I also but wasn't... But it's also nice to hear because you're mm-hmm. allowed mm-hmm. to feel all those things. Oh, yeah. And you I'm not one to, to... feel shame around it. I'm not one to, to to cover that stuff up because I don't know how to be fake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to tell the truth. And I think it's important for people that want to be mothers to know, like, your birth might go a different way. I didn't have a mm. birth plan, per se, because I knew, like, it can go any way, but it just yeah. was like, man, getting snipped like that, and, you know, right up, you know, they'll, then she'll numb, numbed, she numbed the area, and then she, like, stitched it up, but usually women's postpartum is six weeks, mine was about six months, because it was just, I, and it's just immediately, you can't sit on the stitch, so I have to lay down while learning to breastfeed a baby, and it's just like, I'm so uncomfortable like this how why and it was just like oh my god i wish men had babies this, this would oh be oh my god this would be yes. so much better if it just was will in my place and you know and he's also new and you know i'm not mad at anyone but it's just like i don't know i don't even know what i'm feeling to be able to describe it to mm. to communicate it so mm. that in that postpartum process i had to learn to communicate what are you feeling and that was like step one step one what are you feeling why and what is the solution right mm-hmm. and then from there it was you know having to and I, I looked up this one video about like the frustrations of motherhood and this one Indian lady so dope I can't even remember her name but it was on YouTube and she said well one of the most frustrating parts about being a new mom is that when you are just by yourself, you're used to getting things done. When you have a baby, every single second that thing is interrupted and you're mm-hmm. interrupted and you're consistently interrupted and interrupted and I and I'm like Sounds yeah. like being a founder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is it. And a business is a child, right? Mm. Business is a whole baby. There's a whole process. So this is so crazy, the parallels, right, between business and motherhood, because you are the mother of that thing. You got to push that thing out. You got to birth it. You got to maintain <laughs> exactly. it. You got to grow it. So that, when she said that, I was like, that's it for me. Like, mm. I can't get anything done. And I, 
should I even be expected to get anything done? Like I just had this baby. So I had to really let go of Mm -hmm. just take a break. Like I didn't know how to just stop, put things down. Who says this is this important right now? You know, like focus on what's in front of you and that's your baby. So from there, I had to learn to manage my time. Because that was not a thing for me. Time management, <laughs> what? I do whatever I want when I want to. Like, what the hell is time mm-hmm. management? So, Which is also all, again, growth. It's, and, and I all I, need to learn that. I had to, right? Yeah. It wasn't uh, an option anymore. It's like, I have yeah. to or else I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And then, so from there, it was like, okay, don't do anything that, you know, she's awake, right? Don't do anything. Don't start anything when she's awake. It's going to be interrupted. And then you're getting mad at who? Not her. It's you. Because Mm. you want to be unrealistic about the fact that you have a baby right right here. So the next thing for me was this whole self-care stuff was like, I get it. I can go to the spa. I can do all of that. But for, for me, it was deeper. It was more on the sense of time for myself and giving to myself and the childhood I had until coming to LA was all about my family it was all about making sure my family was good it was all about making sure I'm keeping the peace all these things right just my family but there was never really any awareness of self right and if you don't Mm -hmm. give to self then what are you really giving to anyone no time you know and purposely scheduling things for yourself things that you like to do and I met some random mom she was like pregnant had one toddler her husband and she was like fly she had on this big hat and she was like super cute and her son had like all this red hair and she was like Will is like so what's one thing you'll tell you'll tell or you can say to us having a new baby her mommy was maybe like two months and she said give something to yourself every single day Mm. even if it's a TV show and an ice pop give yourself something every single day and that was one of the most life-changing things that anyone has ever said because at the end of my day it is anime and it is ice cream (laughs) or it is you know a show on Netflix and a snack or something and it it, I might sit there from Hamabi goes to bed now when the sun goes down whenever that is and I might sit there from let's say 8 30 to 12 a.m. just Mm. sometimes it's just quiet Mm. I'm not even really watching the tv I'm just having a quiet moment and if I I notice when I don't do those things it's just rough and I'm I'm frustrated and I'm uh, every little thing she does gets me annoyed Mm. so I've really (laughs) discovered since having a child that this little temper of mine this little short fuse I don't know where it comes from, why I'm that way, but I have a very short fuse and mm. little things tick me off. And I'm like, what is that? So now I'm trying to figure out why am I like that? I know I have a low tolerance for nonsense in general, mm. but like little things like a, she's three. Why is that annoying you? She's a child. Like it really will help to show having a child really helps to show you where you're at emotionally and knowing how to deal with that stuff and i'm just like i got a short fuse like Mm. this kid ticks me off like seriously and i'm like she's three like you gotta get yourself together and will is like i keep telling you to go to therapy and i'm like i know get there and then when i tried the list of like 500 therapists you're just like oh god 
oh, yeah. God, how do I pick one? Right. So that's the stage that I'm that I'm at. Well, how do I pick a therapist? But since then, if you figure it out, let me know. Yeah. Right. And and I'm just like, which which one? I think we're all trying to find we're, the right, right one. Which one? Because I have friends it's that like dating. Right. And I have friends that have found worse. the therapist and that works for them. And it's like, great. And then when I try them, I'm like, mm. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I need or what I'm looking for. But I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it's not cheap either. So and I have friends that kind of like are counselors. So I'll use that. But I kind of feel like it needs to be someone that I um, I don't know. Yeah. You know. We all know just how hard it is to be alone with your thoughts, and especially even after listening to this episode, how hard it is to find a therapist that is there to meet your needs and is there to comfort and nurture you through all the things that you're going through. That's why we're sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. They have a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to the help that may not be available in your area. I mean, they make it super simple. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to kind of assess your specific needs, and then they get you matched with a perfect therapist for you in under 48 hours. And guess what then? If that therapist still isn't right, they are happy to help you request a new therapist with no additional charge because we all know that finding the right therapist is like online, is like online dating. But BetterHelp makes it so easy, so accessible, and is just such an incredible platform that I personally can't wait to use as I'm in the market for a new therapist. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist today. Plus, we have a code for you. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash all the babies. That's betterhelp.com slash all the babies. So there was communication, there was learning how to give to self, and then there was, you know, letting go of pride, allowing people to help me. And oh. now with this baby, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing is love my mm. heart and intimacy right I'm in a marriage mm. and I love Hamabi I love my husband mm. but when it comes to really opening my heart and giving myself to other people I'm like that is difficult for me yeah and he's like, yeah, you'd give just enough so that when if your heart's ever broken, then you're not shattered on the floor. And he was like, you know, I dare you. I dare you to give more of your heart to yeah. this, to motherhood and, and, and to this marriage. And I'm just like, that's terrifying. And then I think about, if you think about growing up, things with my dad again, it's like, okay, there were a lot of moments where it was like hard there was lots of crying and tears so if the first man that you love right mm. the first person if it was like that you kind of end up growing and not trusting human beings in general mm-hmm. and men especially so i'm digging and i'm finding like okay that's where the connection with love in my heart it was kind of like let me shut this thing over here and keep it and give as much as I want to but not fully ever all of it to anyone Mm -hmm. so that's been like the biggest 
realization with this particular pregnancy. The moment I got pregnant, it's like, here we go again, more things. But that is the one thing that's like standing out. And it is something that I'm growing through and it's painful because it's like, but why did it ever have to be that way? Mm. Why couldn't I just be one of those women that were like yay i want to be a mom and i love it yay i want to be a wife yay it's just like i'm just but, I, like but I really think there's barely any women that are really like that right? but there's this might look like, like it this like outwards like this is what i'm supposed to look like and that's what i'm gonna look like but that's i feel like, like probably barely anyone but feels that's that why way. this is so important and yeah. if we can really make a fire with this so yeah. that all these women can hear this and be like oh so it's okay that I don't look perfect it's okay that I'm angry it's okay that I'm uncomfortable breastfeeding Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. all of these things are okay yeah right and it's like to really just hear that is is healing and I think that's why this is medicine for me and Yola because Mm -hmm. we are sitting here actually feeding our souls as non-mothers knowing that that's the one thing that both of us yearn to be so much in this life and to, to say that I did think motherhood was like, Kichi woo woo, I'm going to be that mom. <laughs> and to hear these stories in the last two oh, years yeah, no. is like a full 360 for me. But I've never been more ready to now mm-hmm. dive into mm-hmm. that. It's like, mm-hmm. that's an under. This is. Because mm-hmm. you're aware. Because we're now like, oh, we've been faced with the real, the raw, the vulnerable, yeah. and the painful. And like, one, it makes me respect women more than I ever have yes yes and know that we are like I don't we're like these beings that I don't even know Know how how. we do it (laughs) I'm literally like what yeah and and to like spread that message far and wide is so important and make it just normal to talk about and and it is getting more normal but to like and it's just to see what it's done for us yeah is everything and I want it I want it to translate all yeah. around to see what it's done for you from the first baby to the next baby it's like none of it's comfy no and nobody knows how to sit in uncomfy anymore no and but, like but also like it's i feel like it's also about the fact that it's not the same for anyone yeah like no. 100%. you can you're you can be all kinds of ready and you can be all kinds of informed. listening and mm-hmm. like informed but at the end of the day like and this is what i also think is going to be really interesting is like you've had one child so you have learned to be responsible for this one being that Hamabi is in herself Hamabi won't exist twice so this second child you will have to relearn how to and relearn with Hamabi in mind it's like how do these two exist separately but also together together, and like how can you be there for them as they might like react to each other and that's like it's gonna be complicated Uh but i think that's also gonna be like a really interesting (laughs) learning curve is like how do how do you have multiple kids and like honor each separately and balance that yeah that was a question i had from my mom and anyone Mm. that has like because she had four and i'm like how did you Mm-hmm. How do you give each child what they need while still being sane? Like, yeah. how? I feel like it's just like, for, like you're just 
Especially when they're so different. Yeah, and then you're like husband, and Mm -hmm. then job, and then she cooked twice a day every day, and you can hardly get me to like cook anything. Like it's just so much. So I'm. It just blows my mind. Like how how do women do this? I was talking to my dad the other day, and my dad was like, "It got easier the more kids we had." He so Mm. he said by the time it was the second child, what happens is you're much less focused on the small things and you're much more you're much more forgiving and wow. you're he was like when it was I'm the oldest when it was just me like every little thing yeah. was like such a big thing and it like <laughs> it took so much energy but when my brother was born it was like he still focused on us separately and he did lots of things with us but it wasn't so like scared hyper focused yeah. because they were just going to run anyways. You can't control two. That like, is it was just so what it was. Good. That is so good because yeah. I've, I've heard people say it, but you've explained. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it just, you just are not so uptight about it. It's just going to be thing. what it is. Nice. You can't control it. So it's two of you? Three. Three. Mika's my sister. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and I'm the oldest of four and I have three mm. brothers and it's just wow. like... What do you mean it gets easier with more kids? There's more people to pay attention to. And I think for me, that is that is what the daunting part is for me. It's not mm. taking care. I can nurture anything. I'm a nurturer. I'm good at taking care of anything, anyone. But it's the what it takes here for me to be able to give to each kid. It's just like, I just don't want to raise crazy adults. Like, <laughs> whatever, you know. And I try not to worry because I know I'm gonna. it's going to be yeah. fine. But it's just that to me is what's daunting. Also, it seems like you're very intentional with how you're raising Hamabi. I think mm-hmm. that's not going to get lost right. as soon as another. I think, if anything, you'll learn how to yeah. uh, compartmentalize. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, so Hamabi's like a wildfire. She's <laughs> wacky like her dad and funny. So I'm like, this baby, if, and I think it's a boy, he's like, if he's like me, just chill. I'll be like, just hallelujah, because <laughs> I can't have two, I can't have three wills. Three wills in one house, I'm done. I'm oh done God. for, like, I'm doomed. They're going to just run my Will, life. Speaking of Will, he's gone right now, and mm-hmm. he's, her husband is Will. <laughs> so he is working right now in Germany. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to be back until January, mm-hmm. and the baby is due December 12th, which is my birthday. Yay, this is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. little sad twin baby over here. <laughs> uh, crazy. But how, what does that look like for you? Because you went from one pregnancy with Will, probably, I'm sure, present, or was he also working? It's so weird. I'm Whoa. like, why do these jobs come when I'm pregnant? It's like, literally, I'll get pregnant, and then a big job comes through. Well, that's a blessing. Right? And I hear <laughs> people say that babies bring blessings, and I'm like, I'm starting to see that, okay, yeah. And it's just, last time, I kind of was mostly by myself. So, but I'm, you, whew, being married to an actor yeah, like how do you? It's do a particular it? type of woman, you mm. know, that can support a man that is an an actor doing what he does. You can't. You have to be like self sufficient, and I love yeah. solitude. Like I love okay. time by myself, and that was cool when I didn't have kids. Um, but I'm pretty good, like, because I know. Okay, you're doing. If you don't do what you don't, what you're doing, then this family like you literally are a provider for the family he has to do it but I'm not necessarily um one of those people that are super like clingy either it's like okay we and we and then that 
time away creates this not a longing but you get to miss the person when they're away you get to and appreciate and then you're talking on facetime like you're teenagers and it's just like yay and then here's a mobby blah 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 how you doing and it's real quick and then he'll go back to work and i'll go back to what i'm doing and you kind of get to focus on what you actually want to do because when you have a husband and a kid home Mm. as a woman in my experience that Ain't at the place yet where I can afford nannies. <laughs> it's like you literally are caterer to yeah. what husband needs first and what baby needs. And then you kind of come last. Right. But I'm learning that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. But it's it takes a particular type of person to be with someone in that field yeah. with that time away. And though we're going to visit and stuff, it's just like, mm. I'm also pregnant though. Yeah. Like, And also whoa. your baby's dad isn't around in person mm-hmm. like are you noticing a shift in her energy does she understand what's she happening like does and she'll hard. and she'll talk to him but she's she's also like at night is when she gets like i miss my daddy i go into germany i go into germany and we're pa- like i'm packing now because on the ninth is when we leave Aww. but it's like i'm packing way ahead i'm not because she needs like <laughs> she needs all kinds of stuff she needs like you where, know she's a toddler germany, berlin oh no i'm from berlin you lie because yeah. i'm like i'm like She'll send you all it's, the right. It's a wonderful baby city. Oh, that's good. I really have to say. And he and he's like, oh my gosh, there's this for kids and this oh, for yeah. kids and like family. And I'm like, I might there's not need so to many step parks. foot there. I might not want to come back. Okay. Girl, believe right. me. Right. And there's a lot of parks and um, mm. he's learning like some of the language to so be able to communicate and stuff. And I've always wanted to live overseas. Um so I'm like, I might not want to come back. I don't know if I need the girl. <laughs> so yeah, Berlin. What if you end up having the baby there? I thought about if that's what I want to do. But wisdom is like, you know, your my circle is here. And with Hamabi, I've had this fibroid that grew. And then as the baby grows, it'll kill the fibroid. It'll degenerate because it'll suck all the blood. And this is the most painful thing that I've ever felt. It is worse than uh contractions. It is painful. So it happened Never again. Even heard that a fibroid? Yeah, fibroids grow when there's like a lot of hormones. Some women just mm. have fibroids, but for me when the when I'm pregnant, it'll cause that fibroid to grow because of the extra hormones. But then when the baby starts to grow, it'll suck the blood away and it'll kill the fibroid. So it takes it away. So weird. So then for this one it happened again on a Sunday and I'm just like I'm just like I've been in the house for a long time like throwing up I was just in first trimester hell and then I'm like I'm feeling good I'm gonna go to church today I put on a cute little green suit like I was looking good and then I felt this discomfort and it got worse and worse and worse to the point where I'm just like and every time I have like any type of pain I just think sitting on the toilet is gonna make it feel better so I just (laughs) sit on the toilet and then I start to feel like I'm about to pass out so I get really scared call my midwife and then I was able to call like my friend Betty and um you asking for help which is not a problem now huge and I I was able to call my friends one took Hamabi to church she took me to the hospital and it's just like I have my circle but in Germany it'll just be me Mm. it's just one of the things that I really had to sit down and think because it sounded good at first but I'm like I need I need you need a you support system. You already have system. your people you really here you need that a you're so system. comfortable with. Yeah. That like you you, know. you need a support system. And right after having a baby, Will will be home for the birth and everything. And then you know I'll see if my mom can come. But 
at least I'll have that where I can mm. call on people and that was do a the determinant. Yeah, I did it last time. <laughs> it's just it's just natural for me to choose that and then you know if I want to do hospital and I have to then I'll go. But if I don't have to, yeah, then it's that's at home. That's what's been. Yeah. That's what I've learned from all these podcasts that yeah. I have a deep yearning to do it at home. Yeah, I never ever pictured that for me. Really, I just I didn't think I knew. I can't get it out of my head. I didn't think I knew about it till I saw a friend do it, and then I just sent me into because I'm a researcher. I'm like, oh, I'm curious, and then I just went Mm. straight into it, and then I watched the business of being born, and that made things worse for me. (laughs) Made me even more sure, like, yeah, home is where I'll do it. But then it kind of just. I'm such a person that believes in. I'm always thinking about well before this how did they do it then yeah right that's what we're always talking yeah. about. and then if it makes sense to still do it that way and it's still beneficial to the being or like the earth like i'm just always like how can we always get back to where it used to be mm. with still the innovation of what it is now yeah, without the that. damage you know so it's just like it's just how i am and then you know I'm, I'm i'm thinking like what was great was my ability to control my birthing atmosphere mm. it was music i could eat i could eat whatever i wanted because usually in the hospital they'll be like ice chips right they say <laughs> don't just in case they have to rush you to the er and do a c-section they don't you know they want anesthesia to work but I was able to control my birthing mm-hmm. atmosphere. It was just my midwife, my mom, and my husband. Mm-hmm. Candles, music. If I want to pray out loud, I could pray out loud. Like, it was just, like, right. it was Seed mine. Space. It was mine. And then my midwife, um, Debbie Allen, a tribe midwifery, she's the bomb. She's the bomb. Oh, now we have another one to add she's to our research the list. the bomb. And she just allows you to birth because it's mm-hmm. your birth. It's your labor. You're the one birthing your baby, you know. And if she needs to assist you she'll step in but she allows you to control that and i'm like this is just great and there's no one like pushing you shoving you telling you what to do it's just your atmosphere and you but your body just does it there's nothing you have to really learn just does it and you just have to trust that what you're feeling is your body telling you what to do it's just freaking crazy it's i think it's really interesting the idea of like us, I mean, we just learned about home birth through this yeah. and, like, hearing about it a little bit before, but this, this idea that everyone learns about home birth after they learned about a hospital. Like, yeah. the hospital it's, always is the first yeah. place you so learn weird. about birth, yeah. which is so strange because, like, hundreds of years ago, there were no hospitals. No hospitals. So, so that's why I'm like, to me, it makes sense. Yeah, like, why is how it did the women, first? Right, how did women do it? But then they also... It's also so expensive. It's like the paleo version right. of birthing. And they've also instilled so much fear in women that birth is scary. Because tell, trust me, before getting married, having a kids, I had a phobia yeah. of childbirth because wow. of what I saw. Like my aunts right. were pregnant really young and I would be there watching, I think it's called a baby story on TLC. And it would just have like the moment. It would, it would always be like, this is the baby being born. And then all, all I remember was the traumatic yeah. screaming and the pain. So mm-hmm. I, I naturally picked up that this is what birth was. But if we start to teach our young girls, like Hamabi is going to be able to see. And if we start to teach them about birth early wow. and we expose it to them early, it's just going to be something that they know that they can do. This is, wow. this is what we women mm. do. I didn't even think about Hamavi being there Yeah. That. And I, at first I was like, eh, maybe she might want to go somewhere else. But Debbie was like, I can't wait till she's there. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. How does that look, actually? Because uh, in some ways, 
Is that like scary for her to hear right. you? That's why I was like, like ah, I'm not you know? sure. But if I think, I think she's old enough where I can explain that this is what it is. You know, this is what's happening, and I think it's good for her to see, you know, her brother. Oh, let's prophesy myself her brother being born so it's like i think it's important to teach young women early about birth about mm. the body about mm. women placentas mm-hmm. like all of it and to see it because it is gruesome it is not beautiful it's not pretty you know and we need to know and we've given the power to doctors yeah when it is our power I love so that. i'm really just like true. man this is are you are you eating your own placenta no i have ah. such i have such weird feelings about that and i think about again <laughs> if my body's push something out that means every all waste i'm not saying the placenta is waste all waste the body pushes out so i'm just like it pushed it out <laughs> why am i putting it back in i don't care what's in there why am i putting it back in like it just freaks me out and so you don't want a placenta smoothie <laughs> I really like that idea. I do. It, That's a great perspective. My body passed it's it out. It's so lovely. I just love it too because we've had so many women talking about eating their own placenta and teach their own. That's great. But we haven't had the other perspective of people saying, not going to happen. Really? No, not for no, me. And then I one. think, because there's such... And you but know I me, do love that push it out. But there's my a body's, it's out. My body, it says... And that's well, your also, instinct, right? Everybody, yeah, you have yeah. to listen to your gut instinct on that. Yeah, like, it's just Someone like, might be like, wow, I pushed that out and that's full of nutrients that need to come back in. And somebody else might be like, I pushed that out, so I feel like that needs to stay out. And I love yeah. that Because <laughs> And then I'm so like, immediately when I first, when people started to ask, or my, my even my midwife was like, are you going to make your pills and I'm just like no it, I don't know mm. why I just that's how I felt immediately I didn't even have any type of like and listen to that and you know I it's really I this is why again I love this it just it's makes like, me feel like <laughs> you're I'm con- it's like being pushed down my throat I'm seeing ads I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna eat my own placenta like, duh nope. and then to hear that I'm like oh, I need to know where just, that like, comes from but, but that's exactly the point about education I know. is like Whew. listening to everything but then like really doing the research f- for yourself and listening to yourself and actually asking the question 100%. to yourself instead of just like going along with it because it's like oh I heard that maybe it will like help um, my yeah. hormones in <laughs> postpartum being like wait what's the actual research and like mm-hmm. what's actually behind this and I mean like if you feel like eating your placenta obviously there's nothing bad your body created yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's like okay but that doesn't mean that everyone needs to eat I'm their like, placenta right. for for things especially i think i think a lot of people eat their placenta probably a neighbor eat their <laughs> placenta without thinking about it that much because you've as you said you hear it you see it like everyone's talking I, about it the kardashians good. talked about it it's like uh, if they're doing it, I'll do it. I thought hard about it, and I'm like, I <laughs> just don't think that's for me. No, it's so, this is, again, why I love it, because it's like, I love hearing each individual experience is an individual experience, mm-hmm. and what you yeah, choose to do true. is not wrong, No, and what mm-hmm. you choose to do is not wrong, and like, it's, because it's your body, it's yeah. your choice, it's your experience, it's like, yeah. let's have that narrative, like, I think that so many times, and I think what's scary or what's like intimidating and becoming a mom and that whole space is what a lot of moms talk about is like mom guilt, mom shame, um, mom judgment. Over Women it. are already hard enough on each other. I'm over it. So like, <laughs> why do we, why do you have to judge that mom for doing that or yeah. this or that? And yeah. like, 
Yeah. But it's, I'll just, it's, it's our choice, whatever we want to but do. I, but I think this is also a conversation for your entire life. Like, this isn't 100%. just you as a mom. This yes. is, like, if, like... No one is living your life. No one is, like, I don't know why everyone wants to do the same thing. Or, like, it's very strange that we've created a, a world where, like, there are all these goals that everyone is always trying yeah, to reach. like, there's some standard or there's some, yes. like, um, everybody wants to be a carbon copy. Or everyone actually just wants to be, they kind of want to do everything the right way. But there's many ways to do a thing. Or they're scared exactly. that if they see someone doing all of it that way and they steer the other way, yeah. that it's just going to be, exactly. yeah. you know, yeah. a mistake. Or, like, no. No. There's like, so many ways. Let everyone live. Also, I think a really important part in talking to you, too, is, like, I really wanted you to share your journey because last we saw you it was briefly we had Hamavi here for a shoot our favorite little model but um you guys were you were telling me that you're really like getting deep into work and like Mm -hmm. creative and like really owning your own craft and you guys were started an academy together like I really want you to talk about that so um so that we can spread awareness too we'll just gets a thousand questions all the time about acting and how did you do this how did da, 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 mm-hmm. and I'm like well you need to teach and he's like no because you know actors that teach it makes you look like you're not making any money like you're broke and I'm like yeah but the truth is you actually you actually have really good stuff to give people yeah. and um I think it was in 2020 I was like let's let's we put up one course on teachable and then um pandemic and then we said and and throughout the pandemic we had a facebook group throughout the pandemic these group of people these group of students literally kept that group alive and they just became like friends and they visit each other and it just became like this family so i said i feel like this time when we launch it um, which we did uh, the beginning of this year it needs to be an actual school it needs to be an actual school with courses and like you know uh, a company like both so you take the course and the community you put them together um and this way people can either be just a part of the community if they want to and they can take courses within and um this it's been so much work because it's literally actually giving them like workbooks and well it's like courses and work and they have assignments and it's just like i've had to create all of that and i'm just like where is this coming from right other than there it's just like wow it's it's work because you you're you're creating entire curriculums right um so i've wanted to have a group for actors and i'm working on the group for producers and i think the writers and the directors i think all four of those people are such critical they're very critical to the industry so i want to have those four groups and then you know events and all that stuff and mighty networks is the best platform for that thing and it it is great i mean it is like your own social media but you're able to to have courses and stuff it's freaking amazing and um so we launched that this year and then i've i've been doing a lot of like i don't know how everyone comes to me for branding (laughs) it's like branding in more so refining brands or if someone has an idea just pulling the substance out of it and that's where your mom came in and she was like you have a company and she's like she's like giving it to me and I'm like who is this woman because she's deep and she she knows exactly what she's talking about and she's giving it to me and she says you have a name and it's going to help businesses it's going to help um individuals and it's going to help uh music 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 film and business is what she said and she was right on point and um 
I've been so my company's called substance and right now though while being pregnant I'm like pause I'm not taking any work because it is intense but it's usually just sitting with an individual and refining their idea because a lot of people have great ideas but they're kind of like just fuzzy and unless it came like how all the babies came to you with this is the purpose right a lot of people have the great idea but they don't have the root of okay why what Mm. is this about so I just kind of help them refine that and then make things look pretty because I love making things just look very clean and minimal and simple um and not like cheap Mm. I think if you want to compete especially if you're like an e-commerce brand or any brand online if you want to compete you gotta look good right and that's why when I saw that thing I said this girl knows what she's doing it's just it's just simplicity but it also looks fresh it looks vibrant it still looks very natural and it Mm. looks like it looks like that's what it it makes you Mm. feel right and a a good brand gives you a a sort of emotion or this type of idea you impress an idea upon a person when they look at something like an all the babies poster right so i've been doing a lot of that a lot of website building so it's just like i came i'm I'm a music artist i record i make beats like that's what i do what is this stuff over here but i'm also noticing that in life there's many different gifts in you and you know it's just those being pulled out one by one so it's been that school it's been that work and then i'm doing a lot of this just speaking Mm. teaching ministry it's like okay i guess we'll do this too so it's all these things starting to come out and and make themselves available and this though i'm like this i can't i have to really make this like push this as far as it can go Mm -hmm. and just continue to like find some some sort of something that i can put out and it be mine and it Mm -hmm. be a place where women can also do this about all subjects of my life right which business. is so crazy that this is still in you because I remember two years ago when I interviewed you, our connection was so deep and in in community. And I remember being like, I feel like there's a world in which you're like a community, community. leader, an events leader. <laughs> that's like we the kept word. Saying that to each that's other. That's the word. I'm so glad you said that because that's community is the word. And I keep finding like groups of people that need to Look learn about this. Look at what you just this. did with all of that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get it. Okay, so you know, I could be slow in the beginning when it's like something's hinting at you and you're just ignoring it because you you just never thought about it but community that's the magic word and in 2022 that is the thing that you know a lot of people need they need community and they need education and they just need just sharing so that people can learn just just this way it's a different way of learning it's more relaxed it's more judgment free and it's just uh it's very important so that's what I've been up to while birthing babies. And can you say the name <laughs> of the school? It's uh, catlitacademy.com, and it's all all the information is there. And can you spell it? C-A-T-L-E-T-T, an academy, A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Oh, my God. That's really cool that you guys developed that together. It sounds yeah. like, how do you even come up with that? Like, yeah, Catlet Academy. Mm-hmm. His last name, but he's our last name because I'm married, right? <laughs> but it's it's been... Hana Amazing. Hanalu. Hanalu Catlet. How do you spell Lou. Hana? Um, all caps, H-A-N-A. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then Lou, is it Hanalu? Lou, yeah. Lou means light in Spanish. It's both my grandma's middle names and I'm the only one that gave it to I love it. <laughs> Yola, yeah. anything fun for you to add? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just been a really or that wonderful... We missed. I know, I just, we gotta talk. Really helped like, a like. conversation. Yeah. 
yeah. I love you, you guys are these you guys are really great, and the atmosphere that you create is like. It's just really cool. And we have this, like, crazy noise now entering. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> so one more time, tell where everybody can find you and how they can support you. CatlettAcademy.com. Mm-hmm. And um, on Instagram, at a, oh, it's complicated. It's h.a.n.a.l.uc. All these dots in between because I couldn't find. That's what I hate about these <laughs> handles. So it's just, it's just Hannah Lou with a dot in between <laughs> each letter. It sounds crazy. And Lou is spelled L-U-Z. L-U-Z. Hannah's H-A-N-A. Yeah. I'm and then, anyone that calls me Hannah going to get strangled. <laughs> yeah, you are not a Hannah. You're not a Hannah. And... <laughs> Um, I love to always end on this question. It's not what does being a mom mean to you because that was the question I asked yeah. for our stories, but it is if there is just any advice or nuggets that you have for any other people listening that you can just shed light on and experience too. I just think these nuggets are so helpful to end. I on. think first of all, listen to all the all the babies episodes podcasts that uh-huh. you know that they have available because you'll get such a wide range of information. And With such then, a common thread of things. Right. And then know that if you are not yet a mom, that there are some things to be aware of. And, you know, um, as <laughs> as much research as you will ever do, when you do become a mom, it's going to be very personal to you, like yeah. you said. And um, that if you are a mom now and you are hitting one of those rough patches like I was a month ago, know that it'll it it always passes but don't let the moment pass Mm. without asking yourself well what did I learn and what was it for you Mm -hmm. always have to be mindful of well why did I go through what I went through what is what is life trying to tell me Mm. look for the jewel or else it'll just be a hard time it'll just be worthless it'll just be like just hell for no reason so I've learned to just that was horrible okay but but what have i learned and pull the jewel out for yourself and pack it in your toolbox for another you know the next mom down the line that you're gonna help well yeah (laughs) yeah we love you and the timing of this is so crazy and seeing you in this essence and this like new name and new identity and bringing new life into this i mean it's really special for us you are so part of all the babies family since day one i'm so, so proud of it i'm just like i'm getting to watch as you watch me grow and grow kids i'm watching this whole thing grow and touch lives it's like and it's so inspirational to me because i have a few brands to birth as well but i'm like this is inspirational so thank well, you're you you're not going anywhere i know thank you i'm for so happy me. we finally found the time you guys it's been Months. so back and forth i mean it's not your fault you're literally growing or any of us it's just life it's just like one thing after the next yeah. and, we were, and i'm leaving town and so to have her here in person is yeah, really especially today it's just really yeah. and it's on the 22nd I don't know. I love is, that is number. That that's today? my number. It's today? Yeah. 622-22. Oh okay. That's crazy. That feels good. Special. <laughs> You're all connected to numbers or connected to numbers. Yeah. Thank you guys for having we me. We love you.